ended up making the Marine Corps team for the Warrior Games that following year. Nice. What, and, what, what year was this? What year did you go down to do, to do those trials for the first time? So I did the trials. Let's see. So, so I did the trials spring of 2016, I'm wanting to say. And then I think it was June of 2016 now. Is that right? 16? That feels right. Yeah. Because then I think June 2016 was at West Point, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I did the trials and then I went to West Point and that's where we first met. That's right. Um, And then at West Point, uh, my husband also was competing for the Navy and that's when he proposed. Yes. um, I remember that. Yeah. 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 So he actually, he proposed, um, on on the field during the track and field competitions and uh since i might as well tell the story since we're on it but uh, (laughs) so i had never competed in a track competition because like i said for the trials they had already competed it so i had no clue they were literally teaching me how to use blocks that morning oh really (laughs) and i was like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this and my coach was like you better do this i'm like i'm not gonna do it so I did pretty good practicing, but then I just, the anxiety took over and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fall on my face. So I ended up, um, the very first event was the hundred meters and I didn't use blocks and I ran and I actually won. (laughs) (laughs) I got gold in in my division and I was just like, ah, this is so exciting. So my husband, um, who again at the time was boyfriend was walking me to and from all of my events, uh, um, and I was just like, this is so great. This is so fun. Like I've never done this before and I never thought I could run again. And oh my goodness. So in between, um, a, a couple of the races, I'm going to see medical cause they're like putting some ribs back into place and, you know, <laughs> making, making their adjustments to keep me running. And about that time, um, some fellow Marines were like, they're calling you, they're calling you. And I thought, oh shoot, I didn't stay in the holding bay. I'm going to be in trouble. And they're like, tell me to go to the the 40 yard line. And to me, I'm like, there's four of them. Like which, where, what, where do I go? And then I saw Andrew and, uh, they're like, Oh, he'll, he'll get you there. He'll get you there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So I go up to him and I'm like anxiety psh, through the roof. Right. And I'm just going off. I'm like, Oh my goodness. They're going to start the race without me. They're going to be so mad. I left the holding area. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like the race, they said they were calling my name. And he's just looking more and more confused. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. They weren't calling my name. Everyone's messing with me right now. And finally, (laughs) poor Andrew was like, "Um, okay. So then he pulled the ring out. And as he goes to get down, I saw the ring and I snatched it out of his hand. And I said, yes. And I put it on my finger and then I fell on him. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I didn't even give him a chance to ask because as soon as I saw it, I was like, no going back, buddy. Um, (laughs) And so of course that was like super fun. Like I got, I got gold and a diamond all in one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so that was, that was a, a great life changing moment. Obviously I got engaged and there was some other family stuff going on. That was uh, really tough for us during that time. My husband had lost his niece. So she was 13 days old and uh, we had lost her just a couple days prior to that actually. So it was still really fresh and raw. Um, we, did get to meet her before she passed away. And it was literally, Andrew was already at West Point. He had to fly back. 
I drove down and then I flew out from Texas to go to West Point. So it was really, really soon and sudden. Uh, so we were going through, through a lot as a, a family and, um, it was just such an experience, you know, all this light coming out of a, a, a dark time. So absolutely loved it. I, uh, competed in shock put and discus there as well. And I did cycling. I, um, I actually medaled in, I think everything I competed in, um, for warrior games. And I got picked up for Invictus the following year. So I did Invictus 2017 in Toronto in which, um, I competed for shock, put discus. I did all the short and long track. I did, um, cycling and I did rowing. So, I, I row here in Oklahoma. We actually have a veterans program with the U.S. Rowing. So I help uh, run the program here in Oklahoma for veterans. So uh, I competed in rowing as well. And then <laughs> I did swimming. So there's a funny story there, too. Um, well, I don't say I competed in swimming. <laughs> so in, uh, in swimming, there was this big joke. They flew all of Team USA to New York and uh, we were doing like some publicity stuff and all the team sports were getting to get together and train. And we had a, a lot of people drop. So they had extra swimsuits and I had been swimming as cross training. So I had jokingly said, I'll swim if you give me one of those suits. Cause I just loved the swimsuit. <laughs> and, um, my two, my two best friends at the time, we we're all competing together they tell their head coach, um, who's, who actually is the coach that oversaw swimming. And he said, okay. <laughs> and I thought, wait, what? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been swimming to cross train. I don't really know. Like if like I can really do this. Um, okay. So we got a place to let us use their pool while we're in New York. And a lot of people were helping me out, kind of correct my form and this and that. And, um, it was a, we were in a 25 meter pool and the Invictus pool was the 50 meter pool. Yeah. So I was like, man, I don't really know how to do turns. They're like, Oh, you won't have to worry about it there. Cause it's 50 meters. So I'm like, okay, I was just kind of lifting myself up and pushing myself off that kind of thing. And, um, most of the people there were like, yeah, you know, we think, we think you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. I was like, I don't know, man. I really think the coach should come down here and tell me I don't know what I'm doing. Cause as much as I want that suit, I'm not really that confident. And, um, sure enough, we get, we get to Toronto and we're signing in and I'm like, am I really doing this? Am I not like what, you know, what's going on? And, uh, the night before swimming started, I got a call from my liaison saying, come downstairs to meet me. I have your cap and swimsuit. And I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm really doing this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I ended up, uh, I did freestyle and, um, breaststroke. I can't backstroke because of a shoulder injury, but, um, when I was training to do freestyle at the Marine Corps trials, they were trying to get me to, sorry, um, they were trying to get me to uh, break instead of like breaststroke where you come out and you push both your arms to actually break with just the one arm for the freestyle. So when I actually did breaststroke, I ended up breaking with one arm and I got disqualified. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, bummer. Well, then, um, 
I did the freestyle and I didn't do too bad. I don't think I was last, but pretty close. And I thought, Oh, I'm glad that's over. Right. Like, man, woof. That was, I I was, I was competitive and nowhere near as competitive as I needed to be. Right. So the next day I get called and says, you're signed up for the hundred free. And I was like, "Mm, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, no, that's not going to, that's not a thing. But I felt so bad because here they gave me the swimsuit and they signed me up and they, they had the the rosters changed so I could compete. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't do a flip turn. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, I've never in my life done a flip turn or maybe as a kid, I don't remember. So uh, we, <laughs> we were, we're there and I'm standing there and I'm like all nervous and anxious. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And, um, I asked one of the judges, I said, Hey, so, um, I can't do the flip. Will I get disqualified if I use the ledge to pull up, to push off? And they said, well, let's double check, but I don't think so. And they came back and said, no, as long as you don't physically get out, you're fine. I said, okay, okay. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. I got this. And, um, the race, a uh, few races right before too, there was, I made a really awful joke. There was a guy who was, who was struggling. And, uh, you know, of course, like you get the the whole audience and the whole experience where everyone is chanting this guy's name and cheering him on because gosh darn it, no matter what he put himself out there and he is probably doing the same thing as me and competing in way too many sports, you know? So, you know, good on him, like cheer him till the end. And I jokingly say, to the officer next to me, I said, that's going to be me. Just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what I didn't realize is it really was going to be me. It was, it was, it was rough. So I'm swimming and I get to the end and I turn around. And as I pull myself up to turn around, I look and everyone else is finishing. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? You know, like instantly, <laughs> like I just weighed like 50 pounds more. And I thought, okay, I just got to finish. I just got to finish. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then I get this brilliant idea that it's freestyle, man. I'm way better at the breaststroke. (laughs) So I start doing the breaststroke and realize I haven't been doing the breaststroke enough. My endurance is not there. I'm going to go back to freestyle. (laughs) Right. So it was, it was a hot mess. I was a total hot mess. But the coolest thing was a really cool picture came from this too is I had been competing with all these other women on the track and cycling and, you know, uh, rowing. So I really got to know all these other great women from all these other countries. So by the end of it, they were all in my lane cheering me on. And one of them had even come to meet me and swim the rest of the way with me. And there's a picture where I literally am like dying at the end. And I got my arms around them just like, I'm so glad this is over, (laughs) you know, um, so it was that moment where like, I could have been completely embarrassed, especially because I straight up called myself out and was like, that's going to be me. Yeah. You know, they're, everyone's going to know my name in this auditorium to where I was like, I was, I was potentially going to drown in that pool. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? And to this day, my husband's still like, you should have just told them no. <laughs> I, like, I didn't feel that was an option, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was a life experience, you know, um, uh, obviously with, with uh, the pandemic and gyms being closed and pools being closed, I have not done a lot of swimming. No, uh, but it is definitely something where I feel like I've gotten better at. And uh, I even had coaches tell me like, "You weren't that bad. Like, don't be so hard on yourself." And I was like, "I should not have been in that pool." <laughs> well, well done, well so. done for finishing it for sure. And and I had popped down for the finals, and I remember how big and intimidating that pool was. So. 
Um, yeah, I can only imagine what you thought when you when you turned around and you saw everybody at the other end had finished <laughs> and everybody watching you probably. <laughs> yes, I definitely was like, there was that moment where I was like, I could just get out and then I'll be disqualified and it'll all be over. <laughs> um, you're right. It was super intimidating. When we went there for practice, I looked at it and was like, um, that's a really big pool. Like that's, that's yeah. really big. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. Um, <laughs> and you know, there's, there's so much, like we never know what we do every day that changes other people's lives or inspires other people. So there was another athlete and, uh, I, I won't say what country, but like, I know you, I remember you, you know? Um, so this particular athlete's coach had come up to me and was like, you know, I came out of the pool still laughing and smiling as much as I was breathing heavy. And he said, you know what, that meant so much to this other athlete because, you know, I pointed out, you're like half her age (laughs) and you put yourself out there and you did that. And, you know, it was an inspiration for the other athlete to be able to see that, you know, she was doing pretty good compared to me. Right. (laughs) And she was twice my age. So it was cool to hear that. And, um, when the, the little banners were cut down, they cut them up into strips and they were throwing and passing them out. So the little banners that said Invictus on them. And, uh, this team collected one for me and gave it to me because they said like, that was kind of like a token, um, for the inspiration that I had shared with them. And I just thought like, wow, I, you're like, I had no clue I was being inspiring. I was just trying not to drown, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of goes as a reminder and to show you that, you know, sometimes we put ourselves out there and we can make a complete fool of ourselves, but we have no clue how many lives that's touching and how many people we're inspiring by putting ourselves out there and, uh, you know, and, and trying, trying, because yeah. yeah. sometimes that's, that's all it takes. Just, just try. <laughs> someone's, someone's got to be last, right? And I am okay being the person that was last. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. But you're absolutely right with with sharing, talking, uh, a, a kindness, uh, sorry, a gesture of kindness that could touch somebody in a way that you you never thought could. And uh, just be yourself and and keep going, and it'll all be good in the end, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'm definitely I'm definitely thankful and blessed. I mean, not only did I get engaged at Warrior Games and got to meet really awesome friends like yourself, right? Um, Just the experience of a lifetime of pushing myself and reminding myself that um, I can do more and I am more. So I may no longer be an active duty Marine, but that is part of me. And that's something that I have done and I have achieved just like Invictus. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I meddled in track and long distance track, which actually there was an error on the roster and I wasn't on the roster for the long distance. And my coach was like, my coach was a Olympic short distance runner. So she's like, ah, don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I really, I really think I should do this. I really think I could do this. And she was like, oh, long distance. Oh, you know, um, 
it was not her thing, but I was like, no, no, I signed up for it. Like, I really, I really want to do this. And she's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I ended up meddling. <laughs> what did you get? So I got bronze. You got bronze. Nice. Um, yeah. So there was, it, it was, a. Uh, I could have made it a, probably a lot closer for silver, but uh, I also knew I had a race following right afterwards. Gold, I was not going to catch her. <laughs> like, whew, was that, she smoked was that us all. Warrior Games or was that Invictus? That was Invictus. That was Invictus as well, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah Invictus. Uh, I That was actually my only Invictus medal was track. And now, you know, I kind of look back to that and think, wow, I can't even run now. But yeah. um, it's something to look back of and remember, like, I was able to push myself that hard. I can still push myself that hard mm-hmm. every day of my life, you know. Yeah. Have my low moments, sure. But then remember, there's all these other moments. There's that corny phrase, you know, you've survived 100% of your bad days. But it's true. And yeah. if we look to those bad days for inspiration on how we can continue to push forward, you know, that's, I let that kind of be my light on the bad days. Mm-hmm. More great advice. You're, you're, <laughs> you're pulling it out today. Um, so I feel we've come pretty much to the end of the show. And I'd, I'd like you to take this opportunity to maybe share some, some knowledge, wisdom, or advice to anybody thinking of joining the military be that in the US or be that in the UK? I think the biggest thing, uh, advice, you know, like I said before, I would do it all over again, all over again. If I had every experience I had, um, I do it, even the bad ones, because it's, it's really helped push me and shape me to who I am today. And I don't know many people who regret that decision, but it really, it just, it gives you the opportunity to do something for yourself while serving your country and being able to push yourself and learn a skill that maybe you didn't know beforehand and something that you can always say, like, I served my country. I did my time in the Marine Corps and I'm proud of it. And that's something that no one can take away from me. They say that when you graduate boot camp, part of the ceremony for the Marine Corps, you get an EGA and they pierce it into your hand, that pin. And, you know, that's that eagle is now encrusted in your blood. That eagle is now part of of your heart and no one can take that away from you. It is something that you did, something you fought for. And it's just, it's such an empowerable thing because you do it for yourself, you do it for your country and you'll always be left with something that you can have a sense of honor with. Mm. Great words. Now, before I ask you the next bit, can you just mention a bit more about that pin on your hand? They, they pin oh. something in your hand. <laughs> so, so, you know, like the pins, like your ranks, um, it's a, we call it the EGA. It's the Eagle Globe and Anchor. It's the Marine Corps symbol, right? Um, so after you get done with the crucible, the hardest part of boot camp, um, where, you know, like no sleep, no food, you're, you're doing all these physical activities, right? You're exhausted and you've reached that point, like of physical and emotional exhaustion, right? And they come to you and they, they pierce that pin into your hand. And, you know, you you close your hand up in it and they, they just say, they say the magic words to you, like whatever it is at that moment, no one could ever say anything. And, you know, shoot, do I remember exactly what my drill instructor said? No, but I remember that it spoke to my heart and I literally truly believe and feel that is that, that EGA piercing my skin, like that, that experience is with me forever. Mm. I will always be a Marine. You know, no one can take that away from me. I fought hard for that. I put in the work for that. 
uh, yes, I had the guidance and yes, I had the help, but I ultimately had to put in the time for that. So that's just, um, that's kind of the closing of our crucible. And your next step is formally becoming a Marine and graduating. So it's, um, it's the big emotional part of the experience of boot camp is that these three months, like were worth it for this one moment. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I don't think we have anything like that in the UK. So that's, <laughs> that's good to learn. Who knows? It could have changed by now. <laughs> Somebody probably complained, you know, <laughs> potential health risk. I don't know, but yeah. it definitely, it, it's, it's worth it. So if it has changed, maybe it should change back. <laughs> Um, and I think the next part, uh, again, advice, knowledge, um, guidance that you, you can share for any, any veterans out there or, or anybody that's just about to transition back to civilian life, um, again, anywhere around the world, really. I think the big thing there is just, again, remembering where you come from. Remember how much you fought through and how much you've come through this far and focusing on the future, you know, especially you're going to have bad days. It is going to suck. You're going to go through kind of an identity crisis where, who am I now? What do I do now? And, uh, just remember you've overcome so much already in your life. And what is it, what is it that you're living for? What is it that you want to do? You know, there's still, like I said, so many places I want to see so many things I want to do. You have to find that, that thirst for life and, um, just find the thing that, that drives you that, that gives you passion, that gives you hope. Cool. Awesome words. Thank you so much. Well, uh, yeah, I think we've come to the end. How did, how did you find <laughs> that? How did you find that little, uh, little chat? Good, good. Uh, we talked a lot longer than I expected, but I'm a talkaholic. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all good. You no, no um, doubt, no doubt shared and, and helped somebody out there. I, I hope so. I hope so. That's cool. Well, um, this is, as I said at the beginning, episode nine. Um, and so I just want to remind people that we, we I, again, I keep saying we, it's just me doing this. <laughs> um, we're available on uh, Instagram. Um, so I'll be putting up some pictures of, of, of Jessica Rose um, and a snippet of this probably on, on the Instagram, which is Military Veterans Podcast. Also on Twitter, um, which is military veterans podcast and the handle is mill vet podcast um and also have the website as well which again some more pictures of you will be up there just to see a bit more of your your time served and and what you've done outside of it um and that's mill military veterans podcast.com or which which is really cool uh i changed it to mill vet podcast.com uh, easier to type in. So, uh, yeah, I did that one as well. So either one, you'll, you'll get to the website and, uh, and be able to listen to the episode there. So, um, thank you so much for, for sharing everything there. That's been really, really cool to, to hear the difference between our countries and, and also from all, all of your experiences that you've gone through. That's, that's really cool to hear. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for, um, allowing me some time to be able to share and, uh, like we said earlier, sharing a, a hopes that it helps somebody else out. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, and, and fingers crossed. Um, and also, thank you for your time. Uh, I say this on a lot of episodes. It, it's precious. It's something that we we do not have infinite amount of. And so, thank you for spending the time with me to, to share to share your stories. Yeah, often the one thing that we take for granted, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, just just being grateful for the the time that we're given on this earth for mm-hmm. sure. And lastly, thank you for your service. 
Well, and thank you for yours as well. I couldn't do it if it weren't for the ones before me and we wouldn't still be a standing safe country if it weren't for the ones after me. That's it. And the US and the UK have been great allies for many years. So Yes, besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. This has been Military Veterans Podcast. Out. <laughs>